0: Welcome to the Cultivate for Good podcast, where Wendy and Sal keep it real and break down common problems that aren't commonly discussed in the nonprofit world. I am your host, Joshua Warrett. That is W O R R E T. Look me up on LinkedIn and feel free to connect if you'd like to chat. A special thanks to our sponsor, the Central Virginia Business Coalition, who's dedicated to promoting business in Central Virginia. Members enjoy networking, marketing, and promotional benefits all at low annual rates. Visit cvabc.org to learn more. And to our sponsor, Dot DotDrives Dot Drives is the simplest way to build and manage donor relationships. It's a software built for fundraisers by fundraisers that helps you cultivate donor relationships and raise more money. If your nonprofit needs to get all of your donor information into one place, you're tired of overpaying for complex software that nobody actually wants to use, check them out at dotdrives.com. That's D-O-T-D-R-I-V-E-S dot com.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Cultivate for Good podcast with Sal and Wendy. I'm acting as your host, Megan Shelley, and today we're going to be transitioning into a conversation about major donor partnerships, how you work with your major donors and major sum amounts, particularly for smaller or up-and-coming nonprofits that may not have as much experience with it. So to pass it over to Sal and Wendy, just to start off with, how would you ask for money authentically and in a mutually beneficial way? Whoa whoa whoa,
2: wait a minute. Wait a minute. I we got to warm this we got to warm this locomotive up. I mean, first I got to say hello to Wendy. Wendy, how you doing? It's good. It's it's Wednesday? It's Wednesday. When, Wendy
3: Wednesday. Wendy Wednesday. September, it's always a good day. September's almost over. That's incredible.
2: Fall is here. It is. Now I'm doing well. It's good. What about you? Well, as you know, just got back from kind of West Coast, so you know, don't get the sun I wanted, but that's because I was really busy developing donor relationships. Wine. It's what I do. It's why? It's what, what we are called to do. It is. Now, on a good note, I think since the last time we met, I did get a new pair of glasses. And they look good. Thanks. I just needed <laughs> you to note that. Okay. So, sorry, Megan. We're, it's great to see you as well today. So, um, yeah, we just had to get that out of the way. So, we can go ahead now and answer any questions you have for the benefit of- others
3: well i think so let's think about this question that megan threw out major donors what do what do we do what does that mean what it's like a big word yes but i think really what you brought us to sal hey how are you doing how's wednesday what's the it's all about still the relationship nothing's different as we talk about the major donor versus any other relationship that we have being intentional taking the time slow down how are you? What's happening? What's going on in your world? I think that's the best way to be able to to bridge into answering that question is it's no different than any other relationship. It takes time.
2: Yeah, Wendy, and no shocker that you would go immediately to relationship. Um, so I'll play the other side of that coin of for a minute and say, um, you know, when I think of major donor, again, anyone who is willing to share their resources Um, with a mission, with uh, an organization to accomplish their vision, Um, that's a very um, uh, – that's a valuable relationship. We we don't discriminate uh, in terms of the amount given. Yes. But now I'm going to kind of flip it around a bit. Um, Most nonprofits, if they looked closely at their – the support they get – they would find that um, usually uh, the majority of their income comes from a smaller pool of major donors. Um, in some cases, you can see an organization that might have a total of a million dollars in in annual support, or for the let me just use the term income. Yes, it is income to operate. <laughs> Um, and in some cases that could be coming from 20% or less. I just, I just worked with a nonprofit, as you know, most, of you know, Wendy and I both also have a love to support nonprofits and, um, and it was 13% um, uh, of their donor base provided 88% of all of their income, 88%.
3: Sal, you are right on it. You are on the cutting edge because the rule used to be 80-20. And I mm. say used to. We're not there anymore. They, We really, and, and all the studies are showing that the shift is all the way down. So you're saying 13?
2: I just had one at
3: 13. We've seen one to two percent
2: no way
3: one to two that's the shift i I will i'm gonna challenge you on that i I can't even believe i'll pull the slides i will share the slides with you again that's what we're moving towards so it's not the norm yet but we're moving towards we're seeing organizations where 1 to 2% of their donors are bringing in 75 to 80%. That's
2: shocking. That really shocks me. I'm not even kidding. I'm I, not playing into I this. I said
3: the same thing when I saw it and and I'm looking at the numbers and it really it it comes down to the fact that there are those who yes, we're talking about they're giving at a major level and keeping things moving and going. Those relationships are becoming, you know, the, the number of those people are are shrinking. Mm. We have to make sure that we're cultivating all the relationships that we're Absolutely. talking about. Absolutely. Because that pool's getting smaller. Absolutely. That pool's getting smaller. So well, and
2: to that uh, to that point, I think we might have even talked about this in one of the previous uh episodes. Um, you know, Again, it doesn't matter the amount given by any one individual. It all is all meaningful. It all has value. It all propels the vision and the mission of the organization forward, and it's all uh, uh, needed. Um, But as we talked about technology, I think it was in technology, uh, we talked about the point of this mass broad uh, approach to raising funds and how I think the industry, the tech industry, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy in this, but um, I do think there ha- there was a shift to say, well, if you just press this button, all your worries will be gone. You will see donations pour in from all uh, four corners of the globe. Um, I don't really think statistics support that. Not at all. But you could go out in the marketplace today when it comes to marketing or CRMs that have all these, uh, you know, your database management systems that have all these bells and whistles. And I think you're still hearing that. You're hearing, you know, if you just do this mass email blast or this mass campaign or all this, you know, you're going to see all the support come in and flood in. And, you know, I think sometimes there's a bump. But that usually isn't sustainable income. It's usually not income that's going to keep coming in from that same donor. And why? Because what's missing? That relationship. Thank you. That when you know someone, right, that's
3: what brings in the customized um, approach. You know even how they want to be communicated with. You're not going to hear from me if you're going to push the oh, button. Oh, so good! Right? There you go,
2: Wendy. <laughs>
3: there you go. There you go, hitting the buttons. So, so how do I? And and that comes with having conversation and interacting. I, don't, get, I could go home that You've you can got get this. to learn. Well, You've got you know, this, covered. this that to me is what speaks into most when we say major donor. Yes, at what capacity that they give makes them major, but it's the fact of how. Um, Drawn they are to the organization, how invested they are. That's really what makes the major. And that comes from, hey, I've got somebody who cares enough to know. Send me a text. Don't push another email button because that box is full. Uh, and and so I think to 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 bring it back to to Megan's original question, like how do we even identify? what are we doing to 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 speak into? That's really what it is is making sure that we are paying attention that we're listening to, actively listening to those who have said, we care about your organization because we've been around for a while, yeah. Um, and and asking them to to be an investor, yeah, and and not be that transactional. We've also talked about that in the past. So I think we stepped into that to that
2: question pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me ask you a question. I just did this with my board. Uh, when do you know some of my board members? And uh, I think we're at like thirteen board members. And so I just took them through a. A questionnaire, and if anyone wants a copy, you can reach out to uh, us. I think it's at info at, yep. info at dot at dot drives mm-hmm. dot com, um, and I'd be more than happy to send you uh, the the survey. Have you seen it? It's, I have. Okay, and it, it's it was spectacular because one of the questions on it was, "How do you want to be communicated to?" That's right, and with, and and it and they all responded back, and that gives me greater insight as to yes maybe this person doesn't want another email in their inbox give them a call they prefer a call and if you call them um you're going to speak to their relationship um uh way that's right and and you're usually going to then see uh it deepen and also uh better results so yeah great question there megan do and we, do we touch all the buttons kind
1: of pulled in the idea of having, you know, more of a relational based conversation with people rather than just sending out tons of mass emails with personalization tags in the emails, which kind of flows into an interesting point. How do you manage your asks when you're asking donors for specific amounts or for specific campaigns? How do you ask without, you know, turning off conversations or turning off that relationability?
2: Hmm. Well, I hear kind of two questions in that one question and maybe I maybe I'm not hearing it correctly, but when you first asked again, you know, here's my I have to do my full disk full disclosure. I I'm actually part of a software company that manages donor relationships. Uh so um you know, we we designed a process that was um kind of best practice driven in terms of you know, what does a healthy cadence look like when you're beginning a conversation with someone about a potential ask and how do you ultimately end up celebrating with them, right? That's right. Because that's the piece we, we, we're we good at asking for funds or money, let's just call it out. We're, we're good at that. Most development officers or people who fundraise, fundraisers are good at that, where we fall sometimes. We're even good at saying, thank you. Yeah. Oh, sure. Thank you is, is because it's, it's still pretty immediate, right? Like it, it, you, you, you have had the ask, you've, you've received the support and you you do acknowledge we're we're good at that. Um, I think one of the things we find lacking is the celebration component and that's the follow-up to let them know how that those funds were actually used and, and let them be part of that. Um, that's what, you know, you want to talk about sustainable giving, You do that piece. The next time uh, you're presenting an opportunity, that person is excited. You know where I've recognized that
3: most, Sal, is um, a capital campaign that I had the opportunity to be a part of. And there was a um, brick naming Mm. uh, option for folks to be able to be a part of and put their name on a brick, put it down in the ground. And it's amazing how what could be forgotten, right? We're we're literally walking on top of those, but how you can bring it back around to each of those families who said, I want to be a part of the foundation Mm. when you can bring the story back up. And this is what's happening on that foundation. If not for that foundation laid, we wouldn't be able to, or to be able to say we are how many families have been changed because of the foundation that you built. And that's that celebration. It doesn't, stop at the thank you but for them to know you're a part of much more and it's addicting they want more of that they, sure. so not only do they jump back in but they're sharing that opportunity with others
2: yeah well it's like anything right it's a form of encouragement yes they're they're encouraged that their participation made a difference yeah and we all love encouragement and and so what's the next obvious thing to do is to respond again
3: so now when you have 50 60 hundred individuals and families that are doing that and and I I love that you always give the disclaimer and sometimes it's almost on the end of of apologizing and I never want you to do that because it is a great tool I love working with it how do you keep up with because are you in the same stage of conversation with 50 60 or 100 people absolutely not So how do you respect those relationships well to know that I'm in that place of I'm still giving explanation as to why in that invitation to they've already said yes and we're in the works with. So now I'm at the appreciation point of things to now I'm in that stewardship or that celebrating. How do you keep up with that? Mm. Well, there's there's got to be a tool. And we we talked about those tools and how they work for us. Um, We in the industry, what do we call it? Moves management. Right. How do you know? And I think that's a
2: generalization. A lot of a lot of nonprofits, and this isn't a criticism, but a lot of nonprofits are not even familiar with that term. You're right, especially the ones that we have a heart for. If if we're honest, yes, you're you're
3: absolutely right. They're not even in that space. But that's what it is. It's to to best um, appreciate that relationship. I can't rely on my memory to tell me where I am in that last conversation. Um, We're on a pause because life happened okay, well, I need to make note of that so that I can speak back into where they are when, it's in, when we have that next opportunity to speak. Um, so I think it's very important that when we're in that process of speaking to uh, a, a donor, a family, an organization that is saying, I want to get deeper with you, I want to take it to the next level, that we're respecting that relationship to say, we're going to track that. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep an eye on it so that we can speak to you Mr. or Mrs. in a customized, personalized way, and not in this mass. Hey, just how are you?
2: Yeah, I. So true. And and to take it back to where um, where my mind was going when Megan asked the question is, I, I'm I'm not I'm not that smart. I need I need help. I need a tool. So, you know, I use a tool that basically does what you just said. It kind of keeps all of those relationships. If you're doing uh, donor development, fundraising for an organization—chances y- are you're managing a lot of relationships mm-hmm. simultaneously. So, having a process to do that, I think, is critically important. I will say, uh, I still think, especially in, in in a lot of the audience that Wendy and I serve, I still think it's it's a missing piece for a lot of organizations. I don't think they've they've really found that that process that works for them well.
3: No, we, a lot of times what we just see is they recognize they should be doing something. Exactly. But I don't know what that something is or I've been told that that something is really expensive. So I'm scribbling notes down. I'm living out of notebooks. Yep. You know, I'm using Excel spreadsheets, but they're not, and you're absolutely right. That space is not being filled um, the way that it should. So then we're dropping balls, right? We we have these holes, and we all recognize if we're in this in this industry, it's because we do love the interacting interaction and, and engagement with people. We started the conversation that way. That'll be every part of our of Absolutely. our dialogue, and and knowing where you do have your limitations as a human to be able to do that well. Really, actually says, I'm doing this because I care about you, Mr. and Mrs. Donor, um, and want to be able to hear and to speak back in a way that makes the most meaningful impact to you. So, um, we having something, and we can talk about a lot of different somethings, um, is is crucially it just it's crucial to the to the process, and, and we can't let it go. And I will harp on it and you will harp on it to say you've got to have something. If you want to know what what what's something out there that can work for you best, again, info at com. We'll be able to speak into some options that are there. Um, but please don't think, I don't need to do anything. And so don't think that agree. you're alone if you're asking that question.
1: agree. I like the way you sort of tied that in with having something is better than having nothing. It reminds me a little bit of the phrase, the best time to start was yesterday, but the second best time is today, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's all about just being intentional and being very, I think forward thinking with your approach. So when it comes to, you know, managing a lot of these asks and a lot of these donors over time, it can be really overwhelming, I imagine, especially for smaller organizations or people just getting started. So for a couple of veterans who have been in the industry for years, how would you recommend to manage long-term donor relationships from these, you know, sort of high contributing donors? Mm
2: -hmm. Veterans. Mm -hmm.
1: Feels
3: good.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So great question. I, I see it in my mind, again, as a bit of uh, Wendy's tackling more the relational side, I think I've been thinking through the the, the tech or process driven side. Um, you know, I, I see it still as you need you need an approach, you need a tool, you need something that's going to help you keep all of those relationships moving forward and, and, and in a healthy situation. Uh, you know, I always go back to you have to understand what healthy major donor engagement looks like first and foremost, and it is it is cyclical. It's mm. a process. So when I talk about celebrating, that's, that's the end of the loop, and then it starts all over again. It starts from that original, I'm gonna reach out to that person, or I know that person, and I know they have an affinity to this mission, and how I'm gonna do that, and then start the dialogue start the conversation and then that works its way into providing them some more details for them to consider and then if they continue to think like okay this is this is something that's interesting to me then it usually goes into a formal proposal process where you really give them something to to make a decision on because they're know. usually
3: not making that decision on their own so you're giving them something Great. to be able to share
2: share it could be with an organization foundation their spouse or that's whatever right. And and then and then going through the process of you know actually seeing, uh, processing that support and meeting the expectations of that donor, stewarding that donor, and then it does go into reporting back and following up and and allowing them to celebrate. So you have to understand that process first. And and I took the extra two minutes to go through that. And yeah. and I and I mean this from a a, play, a humble place. I don't think. A lot of people in our space even understand that. They, they, they know, okay, I have this vision. I have to get people excited about it. I have to raise funds for it. And it pretty much ends there. Uh, and I could only say this because I talk to a lot of people in our space. And again, that's not a criticism. So what, part of what we're trying to do here is is get people to be forward thinking, get people to think and understand and I digest what we mean by healthy donor engagement and how do you then accomplish healthy donor engagement. And then that goes into where, where I began to think when you asked this question is you need a tool. So for me, it's a very specific process-driven tool that allows me to see where each donor um, communication uh, is throughout the course of a, a season, yeah. and that season could be a week, or it could be a year, or it could be multiple years. And you're hitting it right
3: there, Sal. I love, I love what you're saying, and I want you to think back to where you were last week with your board, right? This is a, this is a process, right? You're talking about that for the donor, but it's, it's for the the development professional as well as you're walking through all of that cycle what do you see so your donor is going to have the opportunity and need to talk to others to be a part of that process but as the development professional so do we we're not doing this on our own We've got program staff that needs to be included. That process allows them to be. You have your board who you were just with. They're a part of that process coming alongside and bringing that credibility. They themselves, they're our our number one volunteers and, and donors in the process. So bringing them into and something like what we're saying, what you're using, what you've helped to develop has that happen in a symbiotic manner. It's not one thing that we're using for the donor and something else that we're using for us as the prof It's how we are staying together in that process and all of us using that cycle. So I think that that is a piece to your point that we do nod our heads in, in the authentic space that you and I are in. Why do we have professionals who just nod there? Because that's what we're supposed to. Yep, we're supposed to get excited, share the vision, bring in the dollars. And we forget to talk about, or we don't, Take the deep breath to say that process is a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. Right. And so it could be that it's six months, but it could be that it's 27 months. And that was my story. One of the first major donors that I had the opportunity to spend time in partnership with, it took 27 months from the giving that they were to moving into that. The capacity was there, but they needed to know that the organization was going to do what they said. And that the person that they were talking to wasn't going to be gone, which well, that's a different topic. Right. On, on, we should. Yeah, we should talk about we that. We should jump into that yeah. because that's a big piece where we're in right now and it's changing even more so. But I love the fact that the process that you are walking through and and that you're bringing to others is is literally bridging the gap. And so it doesn't feel like it's them and it's us, but it's we. It's so
2: good, know. Wendy. My my mind, again, It's uh, it's been a busy week. Still so still probably on West Coast time, but my mind didn't even go there. But that that is so, so critically important because it does take a team. It's not just a development officer out there banging the bushes, hopefully, you know, inspiring people to give. What it takes to do that and then to, again – um, keep that donor engaged uh, in 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 the results. It takes an entire team to do that. I mean, let's just use a practical example. If if you're drilling wells in East Africa, um, you know there's somebody on the on the other end of that donation that's doing that, that's executing that, Absolutely. that's seeing the lives changed uh, when that first um, burst of cool crisp. Water comes out of that well, and if you've ever experienced it, it's an amazing uh, thing. That, that has to be conveyed back to the donor. Absolutely. And you can't do it sitting here, well, we're in little old Lynchburg. You're not going to do that. So you have to have that relationship. Yeah. You have everybody's playing into that relationship with that donor. So, wow, kudos to you. That was a good thing you brought that into the mix. Wow, and that's what
3: you're doing with, with DOT and, and what makes it, I feel, stand out um and so again it is don't don't think that you can't you can get out of this without doing anything and recognizing that it's not that you you development professional are doing it all right. it is in that partnership we can't just use that word we got to walk that out so so i
2: think we heard it's a collaborative effort on the part of everybody usually within that organization and certainly having the appropriate tool to help govern that process absolutely are, are essential
3: absolutely yeah. absolutely Megan did we dig in did we did we get it did we get it done
1: I think that that was a great way to wrap it up as a matter of fact it's 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 punchy it's quick and I think it's really actionable I think that a lot of times it's easy to get lost in the weeds with a lot of the specifics and I think that the way that you summed it up is something that uh, for me standing outside of the industry I can still take it and learn something from it so I think this is a great place to wrap up. So Sal and Wendy, thank you so much for coming out and for having a chat with me about some of these specifics.
2: Oh,
3: it's well, our pleasure. Thanks yeah, for hosting looking, us today. Looking forward to the next episode where we jump into
2: wherever it takes us next authentically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're thankful for our tech, Zach, in studio with us. So thanks, Zach. And um, everybody who and helps Natalie us. And Natalie behind the scenes. Yep, everybody who helps us to, to put this out. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.